Episode 3. Today we have a Rhode Island poet, Amy Pickworth. Um, she's going to share with us now a reading of one of her own poems entitled The Ohio Poem. So even after all this time, when I see a dog that's eager to bite, I think of my darling angry boys of southeastern Ohio. Skinny kids on short chains, short-changed and wary of the stranger's hand. Their fury comes to them honest, as the mongrel great-great-grandsons of unlauded Civil War heroes, who recklessly avoided death so they could simply turn around and walk back home, shoeless and enraged over the mountains. Christ, you poor, dumb, sweet lugs, now you're cannon fodder in countries they never showed us on the map, or working at Walmart or the basket factory, or maybe if you got lucky driving for UPS. You can shoot a deer and leave its steaming organs in the snow. You've had pictures and words tattooed on your necks and will not regret it later. Sometimes it's better when you just drink yourselves into a great artificial calm. My beautiful sunburned farmhands of Appalachia, my first sweethearts, you've all gone to seed. But you don't need mom to tell you you're fat. You can see where you've gone soft, lost your nerve, and your way as the heirs of all those pious Germans who built modest houses and the furniture in them, checked their traps and stocked their cellars with fat little apples from trees their fathers grafted, who knew the price by the pound as well as the cost, beat their wives and children into good behavior and meted out their own pleasures with tweezers or gorged on them in the dark, whose boys served frontline KP patrol, any shit assignment in Europe or the Pacific or Vietnam so that now, as their grandsons, you can sleep on the couch in the waning light of the flat screen. Oh, oh, oh. Ohio, you were the mother of presidents, but now they're always born someplace else. That industry has been outsourced to where they make them prettier and cheaper, and no one has to worry about plowing and salting the driveway. You, men of Ohio, were once my own. I grew tall in the light of your refrigerators. I licked around the edges of your ice cream sandwiches. I swayed in your arms at prom. I let a few of you lay me down on the gold shag carpet but not pull off my pants, because it wasn't until after you enlisted and I went to college that I put out, and then it was for boys who weren't from around here. So, I'm sorry, Ohio. You were my home, and the home of my mother, and her mother, and her mother's mother before her, and the parking lot where I finally did lose my virginity to a guitar player who's now a banker in Tokyo. Your gentle hills, once spectacular mountains, worn down over time by the monotony of glaciers, finally dismantled and cast aside for their paltry seams of coal, are still the setting for all my best plane crash dreams. But in the end, I betrayed your sons, except that one who had the audacity to betray me first, and for that, of course, I am doomed to love him forever." Sometimes I think I should have taken one of those boys by the hand. I could have found him in the dark by his calluses alone, and we could have lit out together. We had our opportunities, you know. God 
damn it, this movie sucks, he whispered in the flickering light. Let's get out of here. Slap me hard across the face. Scream, you're an asshole. Run up the aisle and I'll come running after you. God, I remember our delight at how we'd shock them all. But in the end, we just stayed in our seats, obediently waiting till it was over, and they turned the lights back on. That's a poem um, about me being from Ohio. First of all, thanks for including me on Poetry Dose. My name is Amy Pickworth. Um, that's a poem about reconciling leaving home, or trying to anyway. Uh, my, my mother's family, both sides of her family, have lived in Ohio for a really long time. They were early settlers there and have been there for more than 200 years. And I'm very aware of the fact that I disrupted that continuity. So this poem uh, is, is part confessional apology, part ode, part elegy. It covers a lot of ground. As a companion to that piece, I wanted to read a poem that meant a lot to me when I was uh, a lot younger. I think I first ran across this poem when I was maybe 17 or 18. I'm not sure where. And I Xeroxed it and pinned it over my desk my freshman and sophomore years of college. I didn't have a really great education um, in a lot of ways, but uh, specifically um, related to this in Greek myth. So I didn't understand all of the references at the time, but it didn't really matter. I understood on some fundamental level that it was, uh, that it was about leaving home too. Specifically, it's about a Greek poet from the 19th and 20th centuries talking to, uh, referring to another Greek poet's work, Homer's work, and the story of the Odysseus, and, um, you know, which is, uh, is the epic story of leaving home and trying to get back again. I didn't know that uh, the person who wrote it, C.P. Kavafi, was Greek and, and born in Egypt. Um, I didn't know at the time that he was gay. I didn't know that he wasn't famous in his lifetime. I just knew that uh, this person who was born more than 100 years before me was whispering what felt like important advice in my ear, and I was listening. This is called Ithaca. As you set out for Ithaca, hope your road is a long one, full of adventure, full of discovery. Last Dragonian Cyclops, angry Poseidon, don't be afraid of them. You'll never find things like that on your way as long as you keep your thoughts raised high, as long as a rare excitement stirs your spirit and your body. Last Dragonian Cyclops, wild Poseidon. You won't encounter them unless you bring them along inside your soul, unless your soul sets them up in front of you. Hope your road is a long one. May there be many summer mornings when, with what pleasure, what joy, you enter harbors you're seeing for the first time. May you stop at Phoenician trading stations to buy fine things mother of pearl and coral, amber and ebony, sensual perfume of every kind, 
as many sensual perfumes as you can. And may you visit many Egyptian cities to learn and go on learning from their scholars. Keep Ithaca always in your mind. Arriving there is what you're destined for, but don't hurry the journey at all. Better if it lasts for years, so you're old by the time you reach the island, wealthy with all you've gained on the way, not expecting Ithaca to make you rich. Ithaca gave you the marvelous journey. Without her, you wouldn't have set out. She has nothing left to give you now. And if you find her poor, Ithaca won't have fooled you. Wise as you will have become, so full of experience, you will have understood by then what these Ithacas mean. All right. So, that was great. And uh, that second half is what we're calling School Dose. And it's uh, just a segment where we give uh, our guests a chance to talk about a poem, a piece that kind of caught their attention when they were a younger person. And so uh, we're hoping that uh, students and teachers can can uh, take this segment and just uh, and check it out and kind of try and get an understanding for where some of our guests are coming from and what inspired them as, as young people. That said, if you want to check out more from Amy Pickworth, you can do so at amypickworth.com. She is the author of Bigfoot for Women. She lives in Providence, Rhode Island. If you want to drop us a line, we are at poetrydose at gmail.com. My name is Atticus Allen, and I produce this brand new podcast with... My friend Tina Kane. Uh, and we got a lot of guests coming up. So, we'll see you next time on Poetry Dose. <laughs>